0: Anyway, we are getting into part four of our series on in-season, the fruit of the Spirit. You guys been enjoying it so far? All right, I'm going to do a quick recap because I think some of you guys missed last week. We talked about joy and we likened it to the coconut. Just real quick because you're going to get the whole sermon in a nut. Coconut shell. get it. So uh, that uh, joy, joy, the joy of the Lord really is like a coconut because we know happiness. What is happiness? Comes and go, doesn't it? If the circumstances of your life are good, then we're happy. The minute they're bad, we're not happy. But the coconut, because it's got the hard outer shell, life can beat at you. Anybody ever have life beaten at you? Circumstances coming, the enemy beating at you, uh, but it can't break through. On the inside, we still have joy. Amen? On the inside, we have the joy of the Lord. So it's nothing to do with happiness. It has everything to do with joy. Amen? So, uh... So today we are talking about patience, and I told you guys I was going to do it out of order. Surprise, I did it in order, so because uh, nobody wanted to be here for patience. I have to make a confession, because uh, as I started this and started thinking about illustrations and all of that, uh, I realized something about myself. I don't like traffic. Anybody with me? I actually have a a major problem with it, and it occurred to me that I think God allowed traffic on earth so that we could grow in our fruits of the Spirit, right? It's specifically for that. And and, and then I started thinking, so last week when I talked about the joy, I realized traffic knows how to steal your joy, am I right? Like joy can go out, and two weeks ago when I was talking about peace, I was talking about how traffic can affect your peace right you lose that in there and I'm like wow I can't believe I have to use this analogy again but we're gonna talk about patience and yes traffic is either gonna break your patience or it's gonna grow your patience so like I said if you want the fruit of the Spirit to grow in your life I want you to purposely to go down to the Bay Area get in some good traffic with a destination that you have to be at okay because if you just get in traffic and you don't have anywhere to go it's not that big a deal plant. i got to be at this place at this time. Uh, So go get in traffic and see the fruit just grow. Amen? Amen. How many of you are thinking, I don't know about that, right? So uh, here's uh, the fruit of the Spirit that we're going to talk about today is patience, and it is to do with the watermelon. So if you haven't been with us, we've been comparing each of the the spiritual fruits of the Spirit to a physical fruit. So this week, why the watermelon? And actually, Charlene, where's she at? She guessed it before uh, she even saw any of it. The reason is because it takes a long time to grow, doesn't it? Like about a hundred days you have to wait for this fruit to grow and to be ripe. If you pick it too early, is it disgusting? Yeah, it doesn't taste good at all. It's like a mouthful of nasty tasting water. It's like that, uh, what's that carbonated water that's supposed to have? Yeah, LaCroix. So, uh, (laughs) I put that right next to cilantro, just so you know. It's not very good. So... uh, <laughs> I heard that. So uh, the watermelon is there because we have to have the patience. You can't pick it too early. If you pick it too late, how many of you know it's not good then either, right? It gets just kind of mushy there. My plate is wobbling here. So, uh, and let me just say, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, the more I realized how traffic connected to each one of them, I realized how connected the fruits of the Spirit are to each other. Right, If I'm going to have joy, I better have some patience right? or else I'm going to lose my joy. If I'm going to have love, if I'm going to have peace, listen, you really can't have love unless you have patience. Isn't that true? Right. Otherwise, you'll just have conditional love. I'll love you as long as you don't get on my nerves right? I'll love you as long as you don't push a button. I'll have joy as long as I don't have to endure trials. So really, patience is so important. And uh, let me just tell you, I haven't even talked about kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or self-control yet. And it's a, they're all so important that we talk about. So we're going to look at how they're all connected. I didn't even put my watermelon. Oh, oh, there we go. That was my traffic. I totally forgot my illustration about traffic. Uh, I'm going, I'm backing up just because I like this. So, uh, when, we were, when I was talking about traffic last week, if you did miss it, I talked about our travel from one day we had a weekend or, or weekday getaway in uh, Monterey. How many of you guys like Monterey? It's nice and peaceful. You, get, you go to the beach and then we got stuck in traffic. It's when we lived in Chico. And man, it was a horrendous drive. Back to Chico. It was supposed to take us about four hours, ended up taking us about seven hours, and four hours of that was in bumper-to-bumper traffic. So uh, my peace was gone. And I was thinking, why is it that we live in an age with faster cars, better roads, higher speeds, why do we still complain about traffic? Because we're used to it, right? And then I started realizing, so I went to Google uh, Maps or whatever, realized from Monterey to Chico is 263 miles, and I thought, you know what, if I had to do that in a horse and buggy, that would have taken me uh, like 8 to 10 days. Because you can only do about 30 miles in that thing, and it's like, okay, I'm done. So why am I complaining about 7 days? Why is that? Can you imagine Highway 50 if it looked like this? Right? How many of you know? Those of you that live up in Pollock or like down in Rancho, how long would it take you to get here? Right? Hey, listen, I'll be there tomorrow. So, uh, the reason we complain is because we live in a world where we want things faster and faster. Right? We live in this fast paced, immediate world. If we want it, we can get it. Uh, If we need to talk to somebody, then what? We just call them up on it. We got cell phones, right? Like, and not only that, and I've been guilty of this, so when I talk about some of this stuff, understand, I've been through it too. You text somebody, if they don't respond within two minutes, anybody guilty of texting again? Hey, you there? I know you're on, I know you saw my text. What are you doing, right? Why aren't you responding to me? And so we expect it immediately, and if they don't respond, we get frustrated, right? What about this? If we're hungry, no need to wait for somebody to cook anything. All we got to go to in and out and how many of you know you don't even have to be patient and in and out? They may have a long line, but you're through it in no time, right? Right? It's like, okay, I can go there. But if you get behind some of these other restaurants and they got two cars in line, how many of you know it may take you a half hour, right? So, uh, but if you, it, you know what? If you don't even want to drive to the drive-through, you just want to sit on your couch, guess what? You can call up one of the companies like DoorDash and they'll bring it to you right? Like, oh man, that's so nice. I can just sit. But you do still have to get up off your couch and go to your door. (laughs) Right? I know. I know. That's a challenge. Okay. Here's the thing. In our fast paced world, I don't have time to go to the doctor. I can't get an appointment until, you know, three weeks from next month. So, uh, and so don't worry. You can go to the internet and go to WebMD. You can get a diagnosis. And how many of you know most of the diagnosis you get from WebMD, you're going to die. Oh man, I got this thorn in my finger. Let me check it out. What are, oh you're going. Oh man, I'm going to die. So don't trust that. But listen, if you don't trust that, no problem. Because all of us have an incredible wealth of friends on social media that are already doctors. Right? In case you didn't read it, this is Facebook University. Uh, it says, To all persons be it known that having complete numerous hours of scrolling through memes, conspiracy videos, you have satisfied the requirement for the degree of Facebook doctor. Don't worry, put it on internet. Oh, man, I've got this going on. Oh, man, my aunt so-and-so died from that. Oh, man, you're pro- you, better, you better do something about that. So uh, we've got all of these things. And listen, as technology advances, there's fewer things we have to wait for. Waiting is no longer. Let me just say, our culture today is no longer knows how to wait. We just don't. And, and when we do have to wait, when we actually have to wait, what do we do? We panic. Oh, no. You know, we get angry. We have a, a, a rants about things that are going on. And here's the fact. I believe waiting is hard for most of us. How many, my hand is up. How many of you struggle with waiting? It is hard, right? Uh, it's just a reality. And, uh, and, and when you're waiting, anybody ever have somebody tell you this? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I forgot about Google. You can Google it, too. Anyway. Anyway. You ever Anybody ever tell you that patience is a virtue? Yes. In a stressful situation that you happen to be in, if somebody comes and tells you patience is a virtue, does that help? Yeah. <laughs> patience is a virtue. Whatever. It's not one I got right now, right? You're like, you're like stressing out over it. So uh, let me just say, as an adult, I have learned that patience is important. How many of you agree? It's important to have, but I can tell you as a follower of God, christ as a follower of jesus it's not just important it's not optional i have to develop this in my life i have to allow god to do it so like i said it's going to it's going to be represented by the watermelon uh, because we have to wait for it now let me just say we've been looking at the fruit of the spirit paul wrote and i'm just giving you this groundwork again because it's important that we build it in us so uh in G- the church in galatia They had people that came in, after Paul taught them about Christ, about the grace of the gospel, they had people come in and basically teach them the do's and don'ts of what you're supposed to do to be a good follower of Christ. Do do this, don't do that. And uh, Paul's like, no, no, it's not about following a bunch of rules. He wanted to make it plain to them that following Jesus is about living a life that is different than the lifestyles that are around you. There should be something different about you. Your life, your words, your actions, your choices, how you treat other people. That's what makes a person a Christian. Not if I followed all the do's and don'ts, right? Uh, The only difference for some people that are followers of Christ now is that they carry a Bible or they downloaded the Bible app. How many of you know it's got to be more than that? And so Paul basically lays it out here in Galatians 5 verse 16. He says, so I say... Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. So there's the battle going on between the Holy Spirit trying to direct your life and our sinful nature. He says the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. So this battle is going on. Here's a life submitted to Christ, and here's a life that's controlled by our sinful nature. And then he gets even more specific Oh, well, he says these two forces fight against each other, so you're not free to carry out your good intentions. So, verse 19: when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition. I'm like an auctioneer here. Dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. So, He has just laid it out. These are the exact opposite of what a follower of Christ should do, right? And uh, can you imagine how hard it would be for a non-believer if they're hearing the gospel, they're hearing the good news about Jesus, and yet they're seeing these activities go on in the church? Like that's kind of a mixed message that is going on here. It's like, oh, I want to hear about the good news of Jesus, but they see Christians hating and stirring up trouble and causing divisions and quarreling. Is that a mixed message or what? People that claim to love the Lord, but at the same time they're talking about and gossiping about other people, right? Following Jesus and having outbursts of anger. Listen, I believe the problem that Paul is addressing in the church in Galatia is the exact same problem that we still have in the church sometimes a day. Many people are confused about Jesus and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. People that claim to be a follower while in reality they're following their sinful nature, how many of you realize if you hate somebody, that's a sin? If, uh, if you cause dissension and division, that's a sin. I'm just being black and white here. If you're a person that stirs up trouble with your angry words or your opinion, uh, opinions, how many of you know, that's sin? It's not like, well, it's just my personality. No, it's not your personality. It's not your right. It's sin. If you lose your temper, it's a result of not a, a life that's not completely surrendered to Christ. And you're like, wait a minute. Now listen, I didn't say if you get angry. How many of you know you can be angry? And what does the Bible say? And do what? Or or not do. Yeah. You don't have to sin. There's a lot of things that make us angry. That's a God-given emotion, but it's got to be handled in the right way. So uh, yes, anger, but losing your temper is a whole nother story. And it's not really up for debate. It doesn't matter what we claim. If our life is characterized by this, Then Paul is pretty clear. He says this. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. You're like, wow, pastor, you're harsh. No, I'm just reading the Bible. Do we pattern our life after God's word or do we not, right? So he made that clear. But then he goes on to say, this is what the life submitted to Christ looks like. But the Holy Spirit will produce this kind of fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And look what he says. Against, there is no law against these things. Basically, there is no list of do's and don'ts against this. If you have this operating in your life, how many of you know by nature you're going to do what's right? You're going to please God. You're going to do the right thing. So as we grow in this fruit of patience... Remember how it takes a long time? How many of you know you can't go to sleep tonight and say, oh, God, give me patience, and tomorrow you're going to have a full-grown watermelon of patience? <laughs> it's not like going to the store. I bought these at the store yesterday, already grown. Uh, but how many of you know it took uh, 100 days for them to get to this position? If you're trying to grow patience in your life, you, let me just put it this way. You've got to be while, patient while patience is growing in your life right it it it's kind of ironic isn't it it's like oh god i want patience and i want it now right it just doesn't work that way it's got to grow it's got to develop and let me just say this all people have to wait right all people have to wait christians non-christians there's all kinds of things that we have to wait over And, and i don't believe that the evidence of the fruit of the spirit of patience is our ability to wait because everybody can wait we just wait differently right how many of you know waiting like this? All right. oh, I'm waiting. I can't believe how long... You know, here's the thing. Patience is our attitude while we wait. Right? It's not your ability to wait. It's what's going on in your heart. What's going on in your mind like, oh man, I can't believe that person in line with those two screaming kids, you know. Or, or I can't believe that. Where is everybody at? You know, what is our attitude while we wait? That's what patience is. So how do we know if we have the fruit of the spirit of patience uh, and that we need to work on it? I'm going to give you a test of four things, four common things that uh, a lot of us struggle with, uh, three, four different areas. So uh, check yourself. So I want you in your notes, if you're doing good at it, give yourself a check. If you're not, if you know how to draw a thumbs down, do that. I wasn't going to put an X, but uh, uh, here we go. First thing that we need to check, am I patient with things? How many of you know there are a lot of things in this world that will make us lose our patience? Aside from just uh, traffic, how many of you know sometimes, I'm just going to give you three of them, sometimes technology causes us to lose our patience? Mm -hmm. Come on, am I right? Anybody ever get frustrated with this thing right here? Mm -hmm. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. And you're pushing, but that's why you need younger people in your life. Am I right? right. Uh, Because it's like, I can't tell you how many times I'm like to Timothy, hey, uh, Fix this for me. They got me a phone, and every time daylight savings time hits, I can't change it back. I got to go to him, All right? So, so we get frustrated. I've I've got a constant uh, uh, frustration with our sound system. Amen. It's technology. Why isn't it? Do, why is it making that noise? What's it doing here? Uh, sometimes our live stream doesn't work out. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a in a foreign film because when I watch it back, my mouth is moving, but the words are not in sync with it right? It's like, what's going on here? Why is this happening? Why? So technology can stress us out. Have you ever seen anybody, don't raise your hand, uh, argue with Siri, <laughs> right? Listen, it's, it's not a real person on the other end, just so you guys know, right? Maybe, maybe you've allowed Alexa in your house or Google and, and you get frustrated at it. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's not going to get its feelings hurt. You can't insult it. Uh, It's not real. So uh, we we do that. Another thing that sometimes will test our patience, and listen, we all love them, but they know have a way of uh, pressing our buttons as our pets. Anybody ever come home and your pet did a number like this on something important? Right? If it's just an old magazine, whatever, you know, you got to pick it up. Uh, That may, you know, and again, I know we all love our pets, uh, but we're not always happy about that, especially when they happen to relieve themselves on the floor, And let me top that, especially when they happen to relieve themselves on the floor in the middle of the night and you get up to go to the bathroom. And you find it. Come on, I'm just going to tell you, by a show of hands, anybody ever stepped in it, right? I have. And that's not fun. I'm just telling you. I love my dog, but at that moment I didn't want to love on him. They test your patience, right? Here's another one that I think most of us have probably been stressed out about. Going to the DMV. Oh, yeah. See, I heard it. I heard it. It's stressful, right? You wonder, why do they have 13 people you can see working and only two windows open? (laughs) Like, what are they... They're all running around doing something but you don't know what they're doing and it's like okay and then here's the thing that kills me is like you got your number and i don't i don't remember what the numbers are but maybe your number is d-45 and you're all okay well it says d-39 and you're watching it d-40 right later on d-41 and it gets to d-44 and you're like oh great i'm next and all of a sudden they switch the alphabet and they call like a a-19 or something and then a b-42 and it's like wait, i was next <laughs> what happened Right? Why does that happen? So here's the thing. The fruit of the spirit of patient, we should respond with self-control, which happens to be another fruit of the spirit, right? We should respond with reason and good attitude. Listen, if you have patience, does that mean things don't bother you? No, things are still going to bother us. Our level of patience reveals itself in our response to the things that bother us. right. You don't need patience for things that don't bother you. I mean, if you love traffic, why do you need patience for that? It's like, oh, yeah, I could sit in this all day long. This is great. It's the things that bother us that reveal, Okay, do I have patience or do I not? So the things uh, second thing that we get tested with is people. Right. I think this is actually number one. I could have put this as number one. Uh, We lose our patience with other people really quick. Right? Go to social media, and all you've got to do is read a few people's response, and they actually advertise the fact that they don't have patience with people. Oh, this person this, and that person that, and this situation this. Uh, people in traffic, whatever. People that don't do their jobs correctly according to you. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> I just heard something that I was going to address here. Uh, people you don't agree with. And, uh, and, and Delton already gave it away. We have a name for the people that do things we don't agree with or we don't think that they should do. And what is it? I, yeah, <laughs> Don't point to your wife. I'll, I'll do counseling later for that. So uh, We do. We're like idiots, right? Like, like, look at that idiot driving. Come on, let's be honest. How many of you have said something like that? Look at who that idiot voted for. That idiot voted for an idiot. Uh, or, or, you know what? That waiter must be an idiot. They didn't fill my drink and my food on time. That person, right? We have those names, all right? Uh, can I give you guys a newsflash? People are going to do things that will test your patience. What? And let me just say, and it happened, when that happens, sometimes I hear people say this, I'm starting to lose my patience. I'm starting to lose it. Can I tell you, that's not how the fruit of the Spirit works. It's not like one day you have patience and somebody just comes along and plucks your patience off. I lost my patience. Where did it go? Here's the thing. If it's a fruit of the Spirit, either you have it or you don't. Right? It's not like not like plucking apples from a tree. So here's the challenging part about showing patience to other people. How we respond, how we act really represents Christ. Doesn't it? If we get angry into an angry argument with somebody on social media, guess what? We're representing Christ. If they look at our post in one minute, we're saying, "Uh, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not, you know, know, we're testifying. And the next person, you idiot. (laughs) How many of you? We're sending mixed messages right there. When we overreact to a slow worker at a restaurant or anywhere else, when we treat somebody like they're stupid for not understanding what we're trying to say, how many of you know we are misrepresenting Jesus and we cause people to reject him? You're like, wow, pastor, you're getting too close here, right? Let me just say, regardless of what people are saying or doing, the patient person responds with love, with grace and kindness. Amen? Yes. All right, number three. Pay, oh, how we respond. There we go. Did I say that? How we respond and act towards others represent Christ. So that's the filling in your notes. You better get it quick, right? Uh, third one, patience with God. Uh, if you lack this patience with God, and let's just be honest, sometimes God doesn't act as fast as we wish He did. I've heard this phrase before, and I've used it occasionally, that, uh, uh, that God is never late in answering our prayers, but He's missed a few opportunities to be early. <laughs> Think about that. It's like, oh, God, i got to wait for that. Listen, our lack of patience shows itself in our ability to wait on God and for His will in our life. I really want you to hear that. If you tell God, I need an answer and I need it now, how many of you know you're not gonna get the answer? Right? It's not gonna happen that way. As our society continues to speed up, our capacity to wait gets smaller and smaller. And all we gotta do is look at through the Bible. There's all kinds of stories of people that had to wait patiently all kinds of them they had to wait on god they had to wait on his will to be revealed in their lives and and you think about it if they had to wait what makes us think that we don't have to we we want things immediately we want it we want it right now right if just if you don't have time just pull out the card charge it right god i want to do it and if you understand people are the same ever since creation Yes, technology and a lot of that has changed, but the needs people had back in biblical times for healing, for miracles, for God to reveal His plan are the exact same things that we need now. How many of you need healing, right? Anybody need a miracle? Anybody waiting on to hear God's plan and purpose for their life, right? All of us have our hands up. The only difference between them and us is our expectation on how long it should take they understood waiting we're like oh god come on i've been waiting three days what's going on what's happening here here's the thing patiently waiting on god is going to require you to sacrifice more than your plans but also your schedule what wait a minute i needed to know something lord god by this date what's going on aren't you how many of you know god is not on your calendar no, we need to get on God's calendar. So the patient person begins to pray. And let me just say, begins, say, God, you see my situation. You know I need your help, and I trust your timing. Amen. I trust your timing. Number four is patience with God's process in other people. Now, this is going to hit home for some of you, right? It's easy to forget how long God's been working in your life. But God needs to work, and we're like, oh God, you know what? You need to work faster in my friend's life. You need to work faster in my spouse's life. Uh, You need to work faster in my kid's life. It doesn't work that way, does it? You know, standing on this side of salvation, it's easy to get anxious about why you're not growing. You're not getting it. That process is not something you and I can speed up. How many of you realize you are not the Holy Spirit? Right. I'm. A, oh man. I'm going to motivate my spouse. Right. I'm going to get them doing it. No. You can't slip a spiritual maturity pill in anybody's drink. It doesn't work that way. It's the Holy Spirit that develops that. He's the one that draws people. And sometimes people respond uh, in different ways. Some people grow quick. Have you noticed that? Some people get they mature quickly. Some people, it's like you're like, come on, get with it. Right. <laughs> I heard some of the idiot, right? No. Uh, the person, the patient person recognizes the process in the- somebody else's life, and they're allowing God to do it. Yes, we speak, we encourage, we build people up, but only God makes things grow. Isn't that like the, the word, right? We can plant, we can water, God makes it grow. So the evidence of a patient person is uh, is i'm still committed to sharing my faith even if they've rejected it a hundred times i'm still going to engage in spiritual conversation and i'm going to love somebody as long as it takes yep. amen that's what a patient person does and a tendency is that we just grow impatient and we harm them i believe yes salvation begins the moment we're saved how many of you realize it's not complete until we go to be with jesus right. we grow throughout our life amen sometimes uh, someone who is patient, they expect people, we expect people to have questions, right? We expect people to do wrong things, right? We expect people to make mistakes because you're still growing, right? Like, like, you know, our grandkids, if they trip and fall, it's like, dummy, can't you walk yet? You're two years old, come on, get it together, right? No, we expect people to struggle, but we want to encourage people. Everybody's on a journey, we're just all at different places, and so we've got to learn to be patient with people no matter where they're at, amen? amen? Too often I think we hinder God with our angry impatience towards other people. Amen? How did you guys do on those four areas? You got you got checks, you're doing everybody doing all good in all four areas? <laughs> no. We're maybe a couple areas. Maybe you're like many of us in all four, you're like, oh God, I've got a lot of patience to grow, right? I've got a lot of work. So how do I do that? How do I develop that patience? Uh, how does it grow in our life? And, and notice I use the word develop because how many of you know developing takes time? I, I made this mistake in the first service. I said, except unless you had a Polaroid camera, but how many of you know you still have to be patient for that? Yep. Anybody ever have a polar? Yeah. And you start shaking it. Come on. Process quicker. <laughs> 30 seconds to see my picture. What kind of stone age is this? What's going on here, right? So it takes time to develop that. And if we are impatient about learning patience, then you're never going to develop patience. Number one, how do we do it? Remember that God is patient with you. Man, this is so bottom line right here. 1 Timothy 1, 15... Paul says this, he goes, this is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. So that's Paul saying that. Then he goes and he says, and I am the worst of them all. Paul saying, I'm the worst. And you're like, Paul, didn't he write a good chunk of the New Testament? Yes, he did. But we understand who he was before he was Paul. He was Saul who persecuted, who uh, affirmed the death of believers, separated families, and put him in jail. He's like, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. And look what he goes on to say after making that statement. But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of His great patience with even the worst sinners. Yep. He's saying, listen, I'm the worst and God was patient. I'm the example that if God is patient with me, then we can all take a deep breath and say, hey, listen, if God's a patient with him, He's going to be patient with me. That's something that we can hang on to and I read as I read that I started thinking over my life and how many stupid things I've done and I think God thank you that you're patient with me. Thank you that my I you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you sometimes my patience for myself runs out way before God's does. Anybody ever lose patience with your own self and instead of calling someone else an idiot you're calling yourself the idiot? Ah, when am I ever going to get it together? What am I ever going to do the right thing, right? But this verse has been one that's been one of my favorites for many years. Lamentations chapter 3 says, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh. How often? Each Each morning. Listen, mercy, God's mercy is not getting what we deserve. That's an easy way to remember. What is mercy? Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what we don't deserve. God gives us things that we don't deserve, but I'm so thankful that His mercies, that every morning I'm not getting what I really deserve. I get His grace. I get His love. Aren't you glad for that? And I know some of you guys are extra patient required by God people, right? All right, you need extra patience. I know I do. I need need that, and I can rejoice because this morning when I woke up, regardless of what happened this week, God's mercies began again. Amen? Amen. I may, and listen, you feel like you've exhausted it with God? You haven't because he's saying this to say, listen, I've got unending mercy. And that's how we can begin to develop patience with other people. I know sometimes we want to tell somebody, grow up. Come on, just get it together. Hurry up. You know what? Get your life in gear. Start maturing, all of that. How many of you realize God could say all that to us? He could, right? But day after day, his mercies... He's patient with us, and a follow, as a follower of Christ, I want that to be my heart towards other people. God, let me have the same mercies that you've given me. Let me extend that to somebody else to develop patience. Let me ask this: Is there somebody? And don't point to him, okay? There's somebody in your life that maybe is helping you learn patient by making you be patient, right? How many you know what I'm talking about? It's like, oh man this relative this person man they just try my patience uh thank god for them because you're going to grow in that amen so be patient with them number 2 how to develop patience is to learn to give others the benefit of the doubt now this is huge because we always want people to give us the benefit of the doubt am i right like let me just play this out cuz i'm sure you've done it i know i have have you ever said something that came out wrong and somebody got offended by what you said come on my hand is up You know, some of you guys, let's put them all up, right? It's happened. and, And immediately you can see the other person's offended. You can see that they're hurt. And we're like, hey, listen, I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. It came out wrong, right? We've all had words like that. And we want the other person to believe us and give us the benefit of the doubt that we didn't really mean that, right? But how many of you know on the flip side, if somebody else says something to us, that is hurtful or offensive and all of a sudden they see that we're offended and they apologize and they're like, hey, listen, I'm sorry, that's not what I meant. And and then a lot of times our response is, no, you meant it. You meant it. You wouldn't have said it. That was just your Freudian slip that took place right there. Because the Bible says out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth spoke. (laughs) Right? We're ready to slam them for something that came out instead of giving them the benefit of the doubt that we want. Right. Doesn't that make sense? It's like, what's going on? I'm just going to, I'm going to give you an open door into the life of a pastor because I cannot count the number of times people have gotten upset with me, with my wife, with my kids, even when they were younger because they weren't greeted the way they didn't, we didn't say hi to them. We didn't notice they got a new hairdo. It doesn't really matter what it was. This has happened in Texas. It happened in Chico. It's happened since we've been here at Freedom Church. And people get all upset. I, I didn't realize in Bible college, they didn't teach me then your job description. You need to be ready to fail to meet every person's expectation and then be judged by that. It's just a reality. Instead of giving us the benefit of the doubt, hey, listen, we didn't see you. I had something on my mind. I was talking with somebody else. Listen, I don't know uh, if you realize this, uh, there's not enough time in 15 minutes before service and after service to have 100 different conversations with everybody. It's just not that way. The good thing is that the church does not revolve around the pastor. Right? The church revolves around Jesus. That's why we need healthy relationships amongst each other. That's why we have life groups where you can develop that. Thursday night prayer, men's Bible study. We try to provide opportunities where we can build relationships. Right? So it's not all about me. Thank God. All of y'all say thank God. So we need to practice giving each other the benefit of the doubt. When it happens, start assuming that that person's motive was not to hurt me. There wasn't to harm me. It's possible that they actually had something else on their mind. Or maybe they just had a difficult day and they were kind of short. Right? Sometimes we're just kind of like that. It's like, "Eh, you know what, you just don't want to deal with it. Uh, Understand what their character is. Right? What is their track record? Assume the best in others. And let me just say this. When you start assuming the best in others, that takes a lot of pressure off of you. Like, oh yeah, they didn't really mean that. I know what that sounded like. Look what uh, Scripture says in Ephesians. Paul said this, Therefore, I, a prisoner of serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Look what he says. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's fault because of your love. You know what that is? That means I'm giving you the benefit of the debt. I'm, I'm making an allowance for, you know what, you said something, you did something, you didn't say something, whatever it is, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. I'm not jumping to a negative conclusion. I'm not focusing on the one bad thing that you ever said and then tainting everything from that. How many of you know if you want people to be patient with you, guess what? We got to be patient with them, right? Next one, number three treat others the way you want to be treated. How many of you know we got a word for this terminology here? What do we call it in the Bible? Yes, I heard it. The golden rule, right? Jesus actually uh, uh, said this out of Matthew 7. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Listen, I know we memorized John 3, 16. This one right here is a great one to memorize too, Matthew seven twelve. Because I think about that in order to do this, we're going to actually have to think about other people, right? Other than ourselves, not just think about ourselves. I believe that this single verse right here could save many marriages. If husband and wife would treat each other the way they want to be treated, right? I believe that it would be the answer to a lot of family issues that go on in families, right? I believe that it would prevent most church problems. If you think about it, if I just treat other people, and I know it's easy to understand, but it's difficult to practice, isn't it? Oh, I understand it, but it's like, listen, if you don't want people talking behind your back, guess what? Don't talk behind their back, right? Whoa. That's earth-shaking there, right? If you want people to be patient with you, you've got to be patient with them. That's just how it is. Look what in, in Philippians out of the Phillips Version, I love, it says, None of you should think only of his own affairs, but should learn to see things from other people's point of view. Again, that's not easy. I know, uh, how do I see things from somebody else's view? It's going to take time for me to get to know that person. I'm going to have to think about it. I'm actually going to have to put some effort into seeing what they see and, and be patient about it. Listen, it takes patience to begin to see things from other people's point of view, right? Can I say that's why patience is a fruit of the Spirit? Because you're not going to be able to do this in your own. You need the Holy Spirit to help you. Like you're in a situation, you can be like, Holy Spirit, help me to see things the way they are. Help me to be a little more uh, slower to respond and to listen, right? And then uh, the last one, number four, ask God to help you be patient. So I know you've heard me saying this, people say, don't pray for patience, right? And now your pastor's telling you to pray for patience. So I want to counter every time you ever heard somebody or maybe you said that, don't pray for patience. No, you need to pray. And and listen, I know this can be a frightening prayer to pray. Like, oh God, help me be patient because now you realize God's going to probably put you in a situation where you need patience. (laughs) Like, oh God, I'm going to pray it this morning. That means I'm going to get stuck in traffic this week. That means I'm probably going to go to the restaurant after church and get the worst service ever, right? Uh, And I'm probably going to go to the DMV this week because i'm praying for patience what here's the thing i know most of us want patience we're just not sure we want to do what's required to get it what what do i have to do and i can almost guarantee you that if you pray for patience god is going to allow you to be in a situation that's going to test your patience it's just a reality it's going to happen but listen to me Yes, you pray for it. God's going to put you in it. I don't think he puts you in it. He just allows that to happen. But even if you don't, everybody say, even if I don't. don't. This life and others are still going to put you in a situation where you need patience. So whether you pray, whether you don't pray, you're going to be in traffic. How many of you know there is not a uh, lane for the people that did not pray for traffic or patience uh, available? People that have patience and people that aren't patient are stuck in the exact same traffic. But here's the difference. The people that pray, God help me, then God begins to do a work on the inside of you, right? You're stuck in the middle of it. And I can tell you, when I first got married, when and I first got married, I was horrible in traffic. I mean, I was, a, I was a Christian, but I did not act like a Christian. I'm just telling you the truth. Today it still gets on my nerves. Occasionally I get a little impatient but then I'm like I'm so much better than I used to be. I'm like you know what whatever you know people are passing me and they save 2.3 seconds when they get stopped at the next light and and I get up next to them I'm thinking you know what that used to be me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That used to be me that would cut in front of people cut them off and get stuck at a light and then I saw them pull up next to me and I'm looking over like oh man. You know what? You don't want to look at How many of you know what I'm talking about? You don't want to look at them because you just made a fool of yourself, right? Now I'm the one that gets to pull up after they cut me off and just kind of smile at them. (laughs) Like, how's it going? I used to be you, right? So we pray for patience. You don't pray for patience. You're still going to be in those situations, only you're going to be frustrated at the end of it. And you're still not going to have patience. And and that's still going to affect your joy in life. And it's still going to affect your peace in life. And it's still going to affect how you love other people because you chose not to pray for patience. So pray for patience. You're in that situation. Oh God, I'm in this situation. This person cut me off. This, you know, whatever it is. And like, God, help me to develop patience. And all of a sudden you'll sense God begin to settle you down. And you'll begin to grow patience in those situations. So uh, don't pray... Can you imagine if we applied that same idea, don't pray for patience, to the other fruits of the Spirit? Can you imagine if we're like, hey, don't pray for love. God's going to put you in a situation where you have to love. Don't pray for peace. God's going to put you in a situation where you're going to need that. Don't pray for joy. I mean, really, do we apply that same idea to the other fruits? No. We need those things growing in our life so we can be a mature... Believer in the Lord, so that we can be a good witness to those that are around us. Amen. Amen. We want to grow in the fruits of the Spirit. Everybody say, "I want to grow grow. in all fruits of the Spirit, Spirit. including patience." Patience. Patience. Uh, I know this is weird, but say, "Oh God, let my watermelon grow." (laughs) (laughs) I need I need patience. I'm not up here saying, "Oh man, I've conquered it all. I am so patient." All you got to do is ask my wife and you'll find out that's not true, right? So uh, I'm still growing in it. I want more. I want more of that because I know the more patience I have, the more of these other fruits become richer. They become better. They become more evident. They become more sweet, right? I need that in my life because not just because I want to be a patient person, but I want to be able to represent Christ well. I don't want my attitude, my shortcomings, my frustration... Listen, there's a, there's a store that I go to occasionally and there's this unfortunate guy. I've been praying for him. Every time I go in there, he's complaining. He's an employee. Every night he's always complaining. I walked up yesterday and he's outside. I thought he was talking to me at first, but he was on the phone ranting and raving about something. And then, uh, and then I went in, got something to drink and they don't have this drink lids at the uh, place anymore. It's up at the counter. I'm like, oh, why is the drink lids up here? And the guy goes, I don't know. He goes, you can ask this guy. He's coming in, he's in and off of his rant from the phone. He goes, why do we have to have the cup lids here? He goes, oh, do you really want to know? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to keep my head. So uh, I didn't make that. But uh, uh, how many of you know, if, if, if I encountered that and then I'm a new believer, I come to church and I see that guy in church the next day. I'd be like, wait a minute, what's wrong here? And so, and I'm not judging him, you know. I know he's probably got, got stuff going on in his life. I'm just saying for me, God, I want to represent Christ well. I want, when people see me, I don't want them to see my bad attitude, my, you know, the ugly parts of my personality. I want them to see Jesus. So the only way that that's going to happen is, God, help me grow. Help me grow in this. Help me grow, help me to love, help me to have that joy, that peace, that patience. I wish, you know, my little four steps there, really it's God. You, the closer you get to him, he begins to he begins to do that, amen. Can I have everybody stand? And guess you guys are getting watermelon today. So uh actually can you guys go grab the watermelon on your way out? It's on a it's on the little slices. We probably got more watermelon than we have people here, so if you take two, nobody's going to complain. So uh Let's, uh, let's just pray. Lord, we thank you right now that you are merciful. Lord, I thank you that, that as we read that verse, your mercies are new every morning. Lord, we've all probably failed it in the area of patience time and again, Lord. But Lord, as we all woke up this morning, Lord God, we remembered your mercies are new. Lord, you're patient with us. And Lord, here we are today, Lord God, and we're just saying be pa- help us to be patient with you. Help us to be patient with others. Help us be that that reflection of who you are, Lord. That we would draw, you would be able to draw people, Lord God, through our example. And so, Lord, we thank you right now. Lord, I pray your blessing over each one that is here, Lord God. That uh, that you are developing all of that fruit within each of us. And so, Lord, we thank you. Listen, if you uh, if you need prayer over anything, we've got a few of our leaders that will come forward. And uh, we'll have some music playing. But feel free to come up and get prayer. Uh, Otherwise, we're going to dismiss you guys. And uh, y'all have an amazing...